Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Welcome to the program today. Have we got a show for you? Have we got a show for you? Who's that? Hey, I just did an imitation. Who is that? Ethel Merman? It's the Ethel Merman No, that's not Ethel Merman. Oh, dang it. That was um, Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell. That sounds an awful like Ethel Merman to me. I think they were related. <laughs> Must be. Must separated be. at birth. Separated at birth. They had a little vibrato. They both had a little vibrato. I, had, I have a frog in my throat. Ribbit. Ribbit. No, but I have a, I, So I'm losing my voice. So I've got to be careful today. Because i got Father's Day coming up, and I know we're going to have some major celebration. Does that involve lots of singing or screaming? Or yes, you have to and give yes. an acceptance speech? I'll do an acceptance speech. Usually it's kind of an informal thing, maybe 45 minutes. Are we going to have to write that for you again? Yes, I need that a speechwriter to write year. it. Do you think if we use the same one from last year, he'll notice? No, he won't notice. They, I will notice. Unless you know we what? talk about it on the radio. <laughs> but don't then use, he might get a clue. Whatever you do, don't use the same line you used last year where you said, I'd like to thank the little people. That we was, meant your children. My, I know, but my children aren't little. That was Aaron's okay. idea. Yeah, Aaron blew it that Sorry. Time. Well, you got bronze, too. We can go for gold this year if you want. I mean, I'll yeah. prove my the writing. <laughs> yeah. We're go- yeah. Well, right, I, we're I, going for gold. We're going to do the speech, and then um, usually I'm, I'm telling you this because I think my kids might be listening. Um, usually what we do on Father's Day is I wake up. Uh, they let me sleep in. The kids uh, come in. I, I wake up. They're, they're rubbing. Generally, they're rubbing my feet. Do they normally come in and wake you up, Dad? It's six thirty. You got to get up. No, they usually. Yeah, they don't say. They don't speak. They usually come in and they just gently rub my face. And hey, they just sweetie. like, hey, Father, Father. Actually, they don't do any of that. Uh, but they're going to make me. I'm sure breakfast. I'm sure my wife will make sure of that. Um, by the way, this is this is just what we do. It's this every Father's Day. Uh, I probably will have hundreds of gifts. Um, the children will prop me up. I'll watch TV all day. Um, my wife will lovingly, you know, rub my head and say, you're a great dad. What, what can I make you for lunch? What's, what's the best Father's Day, uh, Father's day present to you? I mean, what do you... By, by the way, none of that's ever happened. No, nothing. None of that. Not one of those. Things. None of that. None of that. Zero. Just giving yeah. hints. On the, the, di- the day's over. I, I think the hints are gone. I think oh. I'm just taking a, sh- a shot right over the bow of my family, <laughs> and I'm like, thanks I'm, a lot. I'm in attack mode now. I want. That's what I want. My fav- My best uh, Father's Day gift. You know what? I'm not into stuff like that. It, just words of appreciation. No. You're a good dad. No. No. I mean, the, just the cute things they do. Those things that they make in school. But funny, you know, it's summer. Isn't that weird? Father's Day. I don't even get like a macaroni necklace. Yeah, Mother's Day is right at the end of the school year. They they have nothing but time. Yeah. And for us, they just just, don't get it. No ashtray, no nothing. But I'm not sad about it. I just think it's not right. Who the baby? Who the the baby? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you captured that. Yeah, I captured that. That's, we and, saved it. And I have a clip of you saying, I'm the baby. <laughs> oh, 
That's my Father's Day gift right there. Yeah. It's Father's Day, uh, I guess it's Sunday, right? That's Sunday. Yeah. yeah. This Sunday. This coming Sunday. So um, today on the show, we're going to be talking about fathers. We're going to talk about honoring fathers, right? Yeah. I mean, dads. Dads, yeah. I mean, fathers, dads, it seems synonymous. It is. Yeah. But, you know. But you like the title. That's so anybody out there listening today, uh, both of you, one eight five five chat byu call us because we will take your call and you can tell us one of your favorite stories about your dad. You can tell us uh, your dad's most embarrassing moment, which is always mm-hmm. fun. We, we want to hear these. Yeah. If any of Matt's children are listening, please call in. Please. Yeah. That's not going to happen. It's kind of scary, actually. Um, the uh, we're also going to have some great guests today. Gina Barek is going to be joining us. She is, she's a writer. She's a, a professor, and she's a daughter. And she's gonna. She has a really cool concept about being a daughter. And if you have a dad that, if anybody that has a father is an heiress to whatever the father has left, and it's not always money because sometimes what they leave is just a really cool identity or a really interesting concept or so we're all heirs to what our fathers leave us and it's sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad but so dad's out there we're going to be teaching and learning and figuring out how to be you know how to how to bequeath bequeath is that the word yeah yeah bequeath a gift of a noble heritage maybe maybe a legacy a legacy Hmm. that's what we're talking about today later heather johnson will join us we got a great show. Yeah, it's stay tuned. Stay tuned. This is this is a show you want to hear. Today's going to be one you're going to want to listen to. I mean, I'm not saying other shows you wouldn't want to hear. I mean, other shows that we do. I mean, there's some that I don't listen to, <laughs> and I'm doing the show. But there's others that I just go home and listen to over and over and over and over and over again. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Juan, you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I was just I was just looking forward to going back and listening to the show again. Oh, well, you yeah. went back and listened to it because you're pulling my quotes. Yeah, well, that's kind of my job. Let's too, just let's, can you play that again really fast? Yeah, one more I time? Can play well, that. To me, that was second. special. I mean, I felt close. Hey, is that Maddie? Is Maddie here? Yeah, Who she's here. Oh, let's do that. Who's a baby? Oh, I'm a baby. <laughs> that's me. So I, I'll keep we... that ready the whole time, just in case. By the way, uh, I was in a local newspaper, actually BYU's newspaper. Not to brag. The Weekly Universe. The Weekly Universe. Not to brag, but I'm a pretty big deal. And um, But here's what's cool about that is I was holding my baby, my daughter, in the picture exactly as I was describing in that Who to Baby quote. <laughs> and then all of a sudden on the same day I'm doing Who to Baby and the next thing I know I'm on that paper. Um, anyway, so that's cool. Here's the deal. Mike and Aaron have gone out – not gone out, but you've, you've been researching. You've been yeah. trying to figure out what it is that your father's left you. Is that right? Like, have you ever seen the Far Side cartoon that says, "Oh, you got Dad's nose"? Yeah, and then <laughs> Dad's missing a nose, and the other kid he's has holding, a nose. He's holding the nose. So, what what did you get from your father, Michael? Well, I think I got my father's sense of humor. He is just a goofball, and you know, yeah. you'll have uh, there's dad jokes. You oh know? yeah. Hey, Dad, I'm hungry. Oh, hi, hungry. Nice to meet you. I'm Dad. <laughs> no, Dad, I'm serious. I thought you were hungry. Hello, you know? serious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think oh, I, that's funny. I, my kids are definitely going to get a dose of that. You've got a lot of that. We, I, I don't call it dad humor. I call that just cheesy humor. Yeah. Yeah. You so so do that. you, though. I don't have cheesy humor. Anything that I say that's cheesy, mine's. I, I think I just have an incredible wit. 
sharp, mm. sharp wit. So sharp cheddar cheese. Uh, <laughs> See, very you're, nice. You're going to be I'm a perfect father, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> but, because yeah, a lot of those have to be memorized. So, so that when I come off cheesy, it's because it's a memorized joke that I've like – I didn't make up. I memorized it. You've practiced it in front yeah. of the mirror. Yeah. I've gotcha. gone over it and over it and over it. Have you guys ever noticed that my, my computer makes the noise about the same time of the show? And then I realize I better turn off the volume. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not loud enough for the microphone to pick up very much, but well, we, I all, I we hear all hear it. it. Yeah, we all heard it. I, I can hear it. It's kind of like yeah. when Sean's coughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he thinks you can't hear it, but you can hear it. In fact, people are commenting. Don's like, do you guys have like a walrus in there? Yeah, Don, yeah. our GM, he, he, he's come in several times to me and been yeah. like, is that you? No, it's Sean. And I've taken the fall a few times. Yeah, but and then my little, man. yeah, good, yeah. good stuff. Hey, um, so what else? What else do you have from your Aaron? What do you have from your daddy? You know, I I like to tease, <laughs> and uh, it's fun. You know, and one thing he does though, he'll laugh at his jokes. Oh, he'll yeah. kind of wait for everyone to laugh, <laughs> and if no one laughs, he'll just laugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I do that. Maybe I do. But, no, but that's that's uh, I think cute. it's funny. You know, I've picked up on that. Sometimes you, so. you nobody gets how funny you are. Oh yeah, and that's that's fine to laugh at your own jokes. Yeah, you have to be proud of your humor, right? Well, yeah. Whether it you got to sell it. You got to sell yeah. it. <laughs> right, Matt? <laughs> yeah. Teach us, Matt. Well, I don't laugh. I'm, no, I I have funny thoughts. Have you ever just have you ever just seen your dad start laughing? So all of a sudden I'll be just driving and then I'll just start laughing and my kids will be like, "What's up, dad?" and I'm like, I "Just had a funny You're thought." Like, "Oh, my pants are on fire. No big deal." I, I just had a funny thought. <laughs> I definitely do that. But do you find yourself doing that at the most inopportune times? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like especially if I'm nervous. Which happens. Yeah. So when I get nervous, then I can get funny laughter. Yeah. Especially like when you're supposed to be sitting reverently. Oh, you know, yeah. You know the little pre- primary song, reverently, quietly? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh-huh. when I usually get it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I start laughing. And then get I, the giggles. And then I do a chortle. I think that's where the word chortle was, inv- was invented. Uh, a chortle's like a... Like where it sneaks <laughs> out? Like, <laughs> do you snort when you laugh? Uh No. But to me, that is the ultimate <laughs> sign that you've just made someone laugh is when you can get a snort. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite like moment in a speech uh-huh. if we can get them laughing so hard that they snort. So what's to say about those that, that snort at their own jokes? Well, then they're actually they, – they have a, a nose problem. <laughs> they have a sinus infection. Yeah, <laughs> they have a deviated septum <laughs> and they need to work on that. What about, um, what about you, Juan? What does your dad do? Now, your dad, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm going to just say it. Say it. Well, let me hear what it is, and then you can say it. <laughs> and you can tell me if it's legally right. Um, not that you're a lawyer, but you're a first-year student in right. law school. Your dad makes violins. He does. He is a luthier or a luthier, if is you it, prefer a different it, Which is not to be confused with a Lutheran. Right. Those a, are different. How do you say that? Luthier? I just say luthier because that's Americanized. But what is it? So a luthier makes – He's a, an instrument maker, fine instrument maker. He went to a violin-making school did he really? in Salt Lake City uh, with a German master, yes. Peter Preer. And that's what he does. And he's passed on that love of not only music but of building instruments and things like that as well. So are you, are you going to be a luthier? Uh, part-time. I, I want to really? be like doing my own things. One of my favorite experiences during high school was actually building a guitar with my father together. It was a great father-son experience. That's really cool. How cool And I'm going to have that, that forever. I'm going to have For that guitar sure. forever yeah. as long as I don't break it yeah. uh, to remember him. By. Well, what a cool gift. Yeah. Did he etch like <laughs> – did he etch your name in it? Like because I'm not great with woodwork. Mm-hmm. But if I – 
I could see like you get getting a burning gun, one of those uh-huh. wood burning kits. Well, what he did, yeah, I'd burn your name in it. <laughs> yeah, Juan. well, I'm not going to let you near my guitar. Number one, okay. Well, that was and smart. number two. Uh, my dad made me another guitar while I was doing my two-year mission for the LDS Church. Yeah. And on that one, there's like a little – not a plaque, but a little piece of paper in there. You always do that on your instruments to say who the maker was. Right. Oh, and he put and it And so inside. he has the coat of arms there and everything and saying this was for JC while he was on his mission and How everything. Cool is so that? It's, it's really neat. Yeah. Well, why didn't you bring your guitar today? Uh, mm, again, my first stipulation was you're not coming near my instruments. That's this true. is a talk station, right? This is not – but you know what we got to do? do you, don't, I'm sure somewhere on uh, YouTube you have a song that you have played, written, and sung with that guitar. Mm. Uh, with the, the guitar that we built anywhere, together. But anywhere yeah. in your memory. I oh, mean, yeah, anywhere yeah. in your. Okay, can you go chase it down? Yeah, I can find one. You find it and we'll play it sometime during the show. Okay. A tribute to your dad. We'll do it. The, Lu- the Luthier. I want to hear Juan singing, sing along no, to the song. I wasn't singing though. You have Trust to sing me, though. I was not singing. Let's and then what we'll do just as a tribute throughout the show. Uh, Michael tell cheesy jokes. You Aaron, got it. Aaron will laugh at himself. <laughs> and you, oh, is that all right? Wow. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I'm glad Maddie's in here. I was like, yeah, I thought you were in there tickling him. <laughs> Tickle me, Aaron. It's my favorite oh, Sesame gosh. Street doll. Tickle me, Aaron. Hey, and Juan's gonna play a little little guitar. You guys, we got a show. This is a great show today. We're taking a break. When we come back, we're going to be honoring fathers, and uh, we're going to get deep. We're going to get deep. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are honoring fathers. And uh, found an article a while ago uh, that we tracked down from our, our guest that we're going to bring on here in a minute. Gina Barek is her name. She's a Ph.D. She's been uh, uh, heralded as, I think, what was it? Smart and Funny by People Magazine. Um, one of the funniest professors, you know, kind of, I think, that you can find. It's hard to find a really funny professor. You know, it's something about the uh, scientific method that burns wit and humor out of somebody's brain. But our guest today, uh, Dr. Gina Barreca, is the author of a bunch of great books. Today, we're going to be talking about fathers. And she wrote an article that appeared um, in the Huffington Post about her father. And then another one that was really fun to read was on Psychology Today, about a woman with a good father is an heiress. Uh, Gina Barek is also the author of a bunch of other books. Some funny ones are, It's Not That I'm Bitter, How I Learned to Stop Worrying About Visible Panty Lines, and Conquered the World. That's one of her books. Another book is uh, is called, uh, They Used to Call Me Snow White, But I Drifted, Women's Strategic Use of Humor, and Babes in Boyland, A Personal History of Coeducation in the Ivy League System. Um, anyway, we want to get her on the phone, get her talking to us right away about the importance of dads and just the impact that they play. And also, I want to hear about her dad, Gina Barreca. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm just delighted to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. It's so fun to to actually hear your voice and because I've seen some of your stuff uh, on YouTube and some of the videos on your website. Dads, you know, dads mean a lot to a lot of people. But when I read the story about your dad, I... 
it just it's touching. Oh, thank you very much. I really uh, I think that dads actually get a tough break in terms of portrayal in the American media and. Sometimes because, you know, I, I teach a feminist theory and I'm yeah. concerned with gender issues and all the rest of it. And people are sort of surprised. They expect me to be all like, you know, it's all about the women. And, it's, you know, but I, I am very concerned with um, the role of fathers and men. I don't think you could talk about the role of women in the world without talking about the role I know. Of men. Well, and you know, I love that. I love like that you're that way because it seems like sometimes it's so one-sided, right? And right, it's almost like we have to choose sides. Yeah, exactly. It's not, you know, apartheid. I mean, <laughs> right. we really, you know, I mean, I, you know, those, those ways of looking at the world are, thank goodness, I think, being ushered out. But um, my, my mother died when I was very young. And so... My father um, was, I think, surprised to find himself having to raise <laughs> this daughter. Yeah. And um, I, you know, to, to say that I was a handful when I was growing up is really like a vast understatement. <laughs> I mean, I was really... You were I killing mean, him. I, I was a lot, I'm a lot to deal with now. You know, my husband will tell you, but I mean, I was a lot to deal with as a kid. And just because I, it was, I was born in 1957. Yeah. I'm 57 years old now. I feel like, you know, the, uh, my, my life is like the Rubik's Cube now. Everything is rolling <laughs> up together. All the colors are coming out. Born in 57 and 57 years old. That's good. And, um, so I was coming of age, you know, in the late 60s and the, in the early 70s. Everything was changing. Nobody had any idea what was going on. He was working, you know, six days a week. Uh, neither of my parents graduated from high school. Uh, but they were both incredibly smart. One of the things I have learned as an academic is that people can be very educated and be morons, and people can be <laughs> very formally uneducated and be absolutely brilliant. Oh, um, so true. Yeah, right? And yep. sometimes they line up, which is terrific, and, um, you know, and a lot of times they, they don't. They just don't, do they? They, they just don't. So my, my dad was uh, somebody who was... Uh, I think he left school in the eighth grade or ninth grade to go to work. I mean, he was a poor Italian kid from Brooklyn. Yeah, put your and, head down. Um, get working. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they called them working papers for a reason. And you got him as soon as you could. I think there were, you know, nine kids in the family. And, oh, um, you know, so he was working for years before he was drafted into the Army in World War II and actually was in the Army Air Force and was a waste gunner and a radio oh. man in a Liberator bomber flying at the end of the war over Germany. Unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, and was, you know, and never talked about the war. But anyway, so we can go back to that. But so this man was not like some sort of uh, educated into sensitivity training <laughs> kind of guy. No. <laughs> you know, he, he was... He's kind of like a manly man. Like a, he, just, was, he was a guy. That's he right. Was a guy. He was a, a Brooklyn Italian guy. But again, he was nobody's fool. So he understood that um, we were going to have to negotiate, you know, some kind of way of bringing me up so that I did not end up, you know, in prison, really. <laughs> I mean, it was, was really yeah. the, the, the great fear. Or pregnant at, you know, 14, sure. which was the, uh, a different kind of metaphor. The other prison. option, the other prison. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Those were the two, those were the two things. Yeah. And, um, and he did that by being incredibly honest with me. Um, that he was very, uh, you know, no, again, no, like, big, long, heart-to-heart. Mm -hmm. he, was, he was not a man of many words. But when I brought back, um, you know, boys, first of all, they have to come to dinner. 
they had to sit down and talk to my father. Oh, that, man. that remains terrifying, actually. Yeah, I bet it did. I bet. I mean, that was the yeah. filter, right? If you Absolutely. can make it through that. You... And my, my male, because I've you know, been teaching at the University of Connecticut for 27 years, I have uh, now students, astonishingly enough, who are sending their kids to my class. <laughs> Which is really one of those moments when you realize you've that, been around for a long time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and um, but you know I have uh, probably uh, you know two thirds of my students are girls, but about you know a, a third of them are boys. Hmm. And the boys once they start taking my classes, they'll take all of them. It's like they become you know like like liberated raccoons. Yeah. And, no, no, they're like feral raccoons. Oh, is that, that what it is? Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> That's the that's I, I no I don't think they're so much liberated. They're not, are they? As that they you no, know, but they're learning. And yeah. I'm like a cross between you know the grandma and um, <laughs> you know Judge Judy. So you know there who actually was my neighbor in Brooklyn. Which oh really? Right. Yeah. That's where it was something in the water. It was, was a lot you... of loud mouth women. Yeah. And um, but anyway, so the boys are still terrified even now in 2014. The boys are still terrified of the first time they have to meet their girls. Oh yeah, you know, fathers. Uh, the mothers they can handle. Yeah, but the they schmooze the mothers. Still. Yeah, but exactly. You, but they the fathers become, are the gatekeepers, right? They're kind of yeah, like. Well, it's a really interesting thing because I think you're right that the mothers are like, ooh, you know, he's charming and yep. this, and the fathers are like, the, what, what my father used to say when I bring these boys home is, I don't like this guy. And I would say, okay, how come, Dad? And he was, I was just like him. I know what he's thinking. And exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's what dads are good at. They know what they're thinking. I know what that boy's thinking. And, you know, and I remember there was some boy who wanted to come. I had met at, I don't know, some, like, um, you know, student council Uh state thing. And this boy lived three hours away, and he said, you know, I, I want to come and take you for a cup of coffee. And my dad said, no guy drives three hours for a cup of coffee. Tell this guy no. <laughs> and I was like, come on, no, it's just, we're just... It's just coffee, Dad. Like, no, absolutely <laughs> not. And I realized that my uh, parents had had a long-distance courtship where my mother was French-Canadian and lived in Quebec City, and my father used to drive nine hours or 12 hours to Brooklyn. And I guess they weren't having coffee. They weren't there for (laughs) coffee. Isn't that true? See, that's why we need these dads, huh? Well, they, they just brought their own experience to the table. But you know what? And what's interesting, Matt, is that he was able... To talk about this, mm-hmm. and not try to be sanctimonious. He wasn't showing off. He wasn't being overbearing. He was a very humble man. He was had a great sense of humor, and he was being honest with me. Yeah, he wasn't saying, "Oh, this boy doesn't come from a good family," or "This boy." He wasn't saying any of that. He was really trying to assess their characters. That's great. You know, and so that was that was a really important thing in terms of my learning. Yeah how to make a judgment in terms of characters for both, you know, the boys I was dating and for, you know, guys I'd be working with yeah. and for women, for that matter. Well, yeah, you know, and back then it seems like, because Dad was the one that was out, you know, having to deal with the world's character so right. much more. Mom was home, taking care, whatever, historically. Right. But right. it's so powerful. Um, did he Did he actually wait till the convert, till the night was over before he'd give you his judgment, or would he just throw that out right in the middle? Oh, no, he was. 
<laughs> it seems like about 10 minutes in, he'd be like, yeah, I don't like this guy. No, he would wait. Would he wait? He okay. Drink, so he was not in danger of saying those things. Okay, you know? good. That's good. You know, I think, you know, if had he been given to you know, having a few beers, he might have been indiscreet. Then it, yeah. But no, he was a man of discretion. Oh, so that's cool. I could tell. I mean, you know, I, I could tell. Yeah. It didn't take long. Yeah. Because the the couple of boyfriends that he really did like, you know, he warmed up to pretty quickly. Oh, cool. And you could tell. He's like the know, barometer, huh? He would yeah, soften. Yeah, and, very yeah. good. A very good index. And, you know, probably if, you know, had my mother been around, she too would have been able to offer this. Sure. But because it was one of those situations where we were suddenly forced to, like I said, negotiate this, where we were forced to discuss it and talk about it. It was uh, a more unusual situation. And although, obviously, I would have loved to have had my mother you know, oh, yeah. longer, um, it, it made my father have to um, learn sort of a different emotional uh-huh. vocabulary, yeah. deal with me. And um, it, it made us become sort of a team that we weren't. Yeah, when yeah, yeah. The other folks were around. You had to adjust. We're talking with uh, Dr. Gina Bereka, and we're, we're going to take a break. Come back and and talk with her again. Gina, is there? What's your website again? Oh, oh Gina Bereka. Yes, it's www. Gina Bereka, all one word, and that's spelled G I N A B A R R E C A dot com. Okay, everybody, go check that out. We're taking a break. When we come back. We're going to have Gina talk to us about this article she wrote, which is basically a woman with a good father is an heiress. We there there is something beautiful to inherit, and this is such a powerful uh, article. Back more with Dr. Gina Bereka right here on the Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back, everybody. Doing a little uh, garage behind the garage door. What's the name of this? What's the name? <laughs> through, of the garage, through the garage, through the garage door. door. I should yes. know. I should know my yeah. boss's show. Uh, Don and Mark are really happy that you. <laughs> I can you never, know the name of that show. I, I, who looks through the garage door? I mean, really, no, that's you creepy. go through the garage you, door to yeah. play. Oh, I thought they were if, looking if through the garage door. If you'd ever listened door. to the show, you would know that at the beginning of the show, the garage door rolls Opens up, up, and then there's the band. Yeah. Oh, because okay. Yeah. yeah. You Boy, would know that. Boy, they thought that through. Yeah, well, I wrote I, that I'm music, sorry, so. I was in a garage band. So. By the way, that music was Juan Nicares's, uh guitar. You can yeah, hear him. The guitar that we talked about earlier. Yep. He was, it was a little quiet. It was but, hard. It was hard. Yeah. But we'll play more of it because Juan's dad put together this guitar for him. Yeah, this was the one that we built together, the oh, electric. And then the, another clip that we have is the one that he built for me when I was gone. How? I mean, honestly, your dad built you a guitar. Yeah. And if you love guitar, you'll play that the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Oh, and That's beyond. Cool. I hope to pass it on to my kids. Well, uh, I think you'll probably be buried with it. Uh, I, I might, yeah. And I might sh- put that in my will. And when they, yeah. sh- when they shut the casket, it'll sound like, Hring. Oh, I should have tuned it. <laughs> oh, no darn way. it. Always tune it before you put it in the casket. That's a rock and roll rule. Hey, we are joined uh, today by Gina Bereka, Dr. Gina Bereka. She's, she's a one smart cat, for heaven's sakes. Dartmouth College, Cambridge University. Uh, has a PhD, was the Reynolds Fellow, and her PhD is from the City of University, uh, City University of New York. She writes for Psychology Today and a bunch of other um, uh, sites, um, blogs. She has a lot of great books. Honestly, funny. But here's the cool thing: 
she loved her dad, and she. I also love how she explains him that as just he's real. And this whole article she has on the loss of her father was about um, he's not a patient man, right? But more importantly, I think is this very topic I want to bring up right now with Gina. She wrote an article about um, a really good father leaves a daughter, and maybe not even a. Re- I mean. Bad dads, I guess, leave a bad inheritance, too. But a daughter with a good father or a wonderful father is an heiress to something special. Gina Barreca, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much. That was a really strange discussion of the garage band. I know. Did you hear that? I know. <laughs> It's kind of bizarre. It is just welcome to our show. Is really <laughs> that that's, was a really that's guy conversation. Did you hear that? And it was that all was over the place. Really but part guy. of it is, part of it is because I don't ever remember the name of the other shows. <laughs> no, I, is, I, I remember my show because it has my name in it. Really, <laughs> it's kind of sad. Really sad. Okay, we're okay. moving on. We're moving on. But talk about talk about your article there in, that uh, was in the Huffington Post about the was that in the Huffington about the heiress? Well, let's see, the one about the heiress yeah. was in Psychology Psychology Today. Today. Um, and Snow then, White doesn't live here anymore. That's a book you wrote. They used to call me Snow White, but I drifted. You dr- and, that's uh, right. Snow White uh, doesn't live anymore is the is the name of the bit and yeah. Psychology Today. So you're really not good with titles. I'm not. <laughs> and I have 50 pages in front of me. So, But just think Gina Barreca Snow White. You'll Gina Barreca Snow White. Okay. That's, you'll find it. Gina Barreca Snow White. Um, so what I decided, because again, my father uh, really didn't didn't make a living. He was, I mean, he made a living, but not a good one. And, and he's evidence, as so many people are, of somebody who worked incredibly hard uh, all his life and um, proved that you can work incredibly hard your whole life and not succeed. I mean, all of these theories, all the economists, you know, um, it, Milton Friedman, Gary Becker, yeah. um, you know, all of these you know, terrific, respectable uh, gentlemen who have studied all of this long and hard and who um, sort of insist that there are, uh, you know, there are reasons to believe that uh, somebody who applies him or herself and that the cream will rise to the top and all the rest of it. There is nobody who, could, you know, nobody could have worked hard. My father actually worked until he was 76 years old. Oh, wow. And um, Had to, probably, right? And, you know, and, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he could have, you know, he could have left earlier. Finally, he, you know, it was, he had worked since he was 15. Um, that was what he did. I mean, I don't think he could have imagined a life without working. Yeah. I mean, at the end of his life, he was working retail and, you know, liked it. It gave him, you know, people to talk to and a place to go. But it really was his entire existence was showing up and going to work. And um, but so he was not a man who uh, sort of, you know, had capital in the bank that gave him then free time and you know, like big investment opportunities mm-hmm. when um, he was getting close to death. Um, you know, my brother asked him, I said, Dad, you know, do you have a will? Do you want to make a will? And he said, Gina gets the pots, <laughs> you get the pans. You know, it was not like a really hard thing. Yeah. Um, he wasn't like attached to but, all that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was really, it was okay. And, um, but so when I was thinking about what people get left, right? And as you said, I, I, I was a scholarship student um, at Dartmouth College. I was mm. the first girl in my family ever to go to college. Um, I was actually the first girl in my family to graduate from high school in a timely fashion. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> it great. Not, it was not what girls did. My brother went to college uh, before I did, because he's six years older than I am. Um, but uh, so 
I went there, and there were all of these incredibly rich kids. I mean, there were kids who were there with BMWs and Audis and, you know, all of this material wealth. This yeah. was in 1975. The school had only just admitted girls. Um, that's what Babes in Boylan is about. Okay. Um, so they, you know, they... It, it was astonishing. There was a seven-to-one male-female ratio. I thought I would be like Miss Budweiser. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I thought this would be great, you know, <laughs> until I realized that the last thing a guy from the college wanted to do was to date a girl from the college. Um, Interesting. We were, you know, taking over. Yeah. And, um, you know, because there were six of us. So, you know, that was really... <laughs> They're uniting. They're yeah, uniting I, yeah, against the thousands. It was, the thousands. An insurgent, it was yeah. an insurgent movement. And... Um, but all the girls who were there, were, a lot of them were alumni daughters and, you know, from like the planet Pepsodent. They were these <laughs> tall, willowy blondes. You know, they all looked like Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, on a yeah. good day in 1975, I looked like Janis Joplin. You know, it wasn't exactly <laughs> like I could. Could you sing? You know, it wasn't like I could fit in. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was um, like Marissa Tomei and my cousin Vinny. Yeah. It's not like I could blend. So, you know, my father <laughs> takes me up. I'm driving me up in a 1967 Buick Skylark where actually the muffler went like oh yeah like perfect miles, that so way they could hear you coming yeah I mean it was like we could have been on Harley's but that would have been cool <laughs> and I'm looking around and I am terrified yeah. again as I've already said my father was a man of few words and he sees my terror I mean abject misery I had no idea what I was in for and But again, I got student loans, I had work study, and I had a big scholarship. And my old man looks at me, and he just sees my face, and he says, Gina, you don't like it here? You take the next bus home. Oh, that's great. And I, it freed me up. It removed this mantle. Yeah, Dad's of, got you. Of worry. And I can take the next bus home. They're not locking me to yeah. a radiator. <laughs> You know, it's unless they like, lock you to a radiator. I, I mean, well, they, that's great. <laughs> but it was um, it was enormously freeing, and that is what then you know allowed me to apply to study in England. Yeah. allowed me to do a lot of things in life because I thought I don't like this, and I just had a student now. Um, at UConn, who just got a Fulbright to Albania. Oh, wow. And she was like, but what if I don't like it? I said, you take the next plane home. There's no bus <laughs> to Albania. But yeah. there were still flights if you don't like it. But the idea was he wanted to encourage me. But, but he, he, knew, he, he, he knew you needed that. So, yeah. I mean, we sometimes portray, and that's part of your, uh, your uh, article, that kind of dad is a moron and dad can't read people. Right. But your dad, tough, impatient, Right. Old school, but knew what his girl needed to hear. Right. And that was permission, what I believe, yeah. that fathers were, you know, I'm the queen of gross generalization, so I have no problem saying this. You know, there are always differences. There, No one can understand anybody else's family. But, you know, I talk to women all over the country. I'm, I'm very privileged yeah. that way. I talk to large groups um, all the time. I, I enjoy it enormously. And what I've found so often is that women say what their fathers have given them is a sense of permission to succeed. Mm. You know, yeah. that that's what a girl can often get from her dad. Again, she can get it, you know, she gets it from her mother. Sure. She gets fabulous things from her mother. But often, as you said, since the father is the one in a traditional family, now sure. there are hip families. Yeah, there's a million types now. There isn't as much of a gender divide. But when I was growing up, 
it was much more conventional allocation of roles where my mother was home. She was a stay-at-home mom. Um, you know, she was, uh, she had a, a very, you know, she lived a, a sort of cornered life in a way. Um, she had, uh, she was depressed. She had a sad life. And my father was the one who, in, and again, in a, a sort of narrow band of work and all the rest of it, it wasn't like he had a fabulous social life, sure. but he was out there in the world a little bit. And so he was the one who helped me learn that the world was not that scary. And I was surprised by how many of the girls that I knew at college, um, their fathers were telling them that they had to, you know, it was, you know, win big or go home. Yeah. It was, there's no such thing as, you know, second place. You know, there's only a winner and a loser. Interesting. And, I mean, these girls were horrified. I mean, you know, they were uh, terrified of um, not getting an A. They were terrified of not being first in the class. They were terrified. All I wanted to do was not have to take the bus home. I just didn't want to get thrown out. Yeah. And I ended up, you know, thank God, yeah. um, you know, doing very well. But I think a lot of that was simply the permission to exercise my talents and, you know, to work. I worked my tail off. Sure. But um, without this fear that, uh, you know, if I didn't do it, I was letting the family down, right. letting him down, and I had to be as good as my brother. There was no sense of competition. We were all watching each other's backs. And, you know, I give my father and my brother, for that matter, a lot of credit in um, helping me see that, uh, you know, that there were opportunities there and that the important thing was to explore what those opportunities were. And if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. Oh, yeah. And so many of the times they did. But if it didn't, that would be okay, too. It wasn't like they were going to lock the door against me. Mm-hmm. I think it's really powerful because it's we, we almost get these, uh, I guess it's binary, just this dual messaging going on where it's men or women and it's it's feminism or it's male chauvinistic pigs right. or whatever. But then ironically... Uh, probably, from what I'm hearing you say, one of the great champions of probably many, many, many most feminists might be their dad. Absolutely. So your dad's behind you, cheering you on, giving you the permission to go take the world on, and emboldening you, and empowering you. And it wasn't that he didn't, you know, also expect when he came up. Make me dinner. (laughs) For me to make a good lasagna. Yeah, I mean, I you know I could do that too. Yeah, but it was absolutely um, you wanted me to be independent. That was the first. That was it, huh? You know, that was absolutely the first thing. That's it. That's what dads want: independence, strong. I think that that's true. I think that that's true. And even for fathers who you know might even hope that their daughters take a more traditional route, um, or but I can't. You know, I don't even think that most dads would say to their daughters now, you need to stay home. Do yeah. you, I mean, do you really think that even if they want their daughters to have, um, you know, to uh, focus on family life, don't you think that most of them would want their daughters to also be able to have... Yeah, choice. Um, you know, a, a choice and to be able to have some kind of um, vocation. An ability, yeah. paid or unpaid. Yeah, education. Uh, work or something, but yeah. where she gave back to the community, uh, you know, on a different level. Uh-huh. So that others, you know, just besides her family, could benefit from her wisdom and her experience and her talents. And so that, no, and I think that the way, um, it's what I talk about in the article from Psychology Today, uh, which I just put up on my Facebook page. Oh, good. For people to come onto the Facebook page, that, um, uh, that what he gave me as an inheritance 
this sort of ability to feel like I could take on the world and that it was worth um, uh, exploring and that it was worth accepting the challenge um, is something then it's a great kind of inheritance because I can pass it down to others. Oh, I, th- I think I, you know, that's I've it. I've given it to so Students. many yeah. young women and men um, you know, in my life. As a teacher, I have you know, my two stepsons. I've got you know, uh, other, lots of young people and for that matter, lots of other people my own age. Yeah. You know, who are also looking for permission. We're looking for permission. We want somebody to say, go get them. That's it. We need a champion. We need a cheerleader. We're That's talking it. with uh, Dr. Gina Bareka. Go check out her website, Gina Bareka, dot com. We're taking a break. When we come back, Gina's going to just keep teaching us the, the power of a dad to create an inheritance. We're all heiresses. The ladies are heiresses. We're all heirs to something. Um, powerful. And it's coming from dads. It's also coming from moms. It's not either or. Uh, But with Father's Day coming up, let's celebrate dads. Let's find the good. Let's perpetuate it. Let's make it positive to be a father and influence the children we love and get them ready to face the world. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're taking a break. More with Gina Bareka after the break. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. On the phone, a special guest, uh, author, professor, you know, queen queen of uh, Dartmouth pulling up in her dad's, uh, what was it, a Chevy? No, uh, Buick without a muffler. <laughs> to me, that's like the most, there's these moments in life that it seems like only dads can bring. Like, And it's that embarrassing moment when your dad humiliates you to the point of, Okay, I'm going to stay at Dartmouth now. Hey, um, on the phone, Gina Barek is joining us. you got to go check out her website. Tons of just great stuff on there. She writes for the New York Times or has been in the New York Times, CNN, Oprah, for heaven's sakes, Dr. Phil, Entertainment Tonight, 2020. She's all over the place, but she also has managed to bridge you know, the academic world, the academic rigors with a, a really funny sense of humor. She's a humorist. And uh, we're, we're just going over some of the articles that she's written, one on the, in the Huffington Post about the loss of her father, and another was about being an heir and um, on psychology today, or an heiress to, uh, to the great gifts your father handed down. Gina Barreca, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. You bet. Hey, as, we, uh, as we're kind of wrapping up, what, what else? What, what else do you think you know, makes fathers, maybe in general, special? What else do you remember about your dad that you think applies to a lot of us? Well, I think that um, the, the trouble with how dads are portrayed in the media is that they really are, um, you know, it's, it's still the American dad sort of um, ridiculousness. Yeah. The Homer Simpson. Uh-huh. Ignorant. I mean, I love yeah. those cartoons. But then even in the sort of live portrayals of fathers, you still have him as someone who is entirely disconnected emotionally. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't find that in the men that I know. And it's, there are a lot of different kinds of guys that I know. Um, you know, my husband absolutely took the uh, role of being a father to his two t- sons very seriously. And that didn't mean, um, you know, 
holding their hands when they crossed the street till right. they were 19. <laughs> yeah. That was that part of the yeah. deal. When um, one of his sons was at college and uh, was saying that he was, you know, living on ramen noodles <laughs> and, you know, was sort of looking with big eyes. Um, and, you know, uh, Michael said, well, then you need to get a second job. You know, I yeah. mean, it was like, okay. What do, what do you, know, you need? Like, what do you need from me? Get another job. Yeah, I mean, Oh, that's, that's too cool. bad about the ramen noodles. Get a second job. You know, they're still looking. <laughs> and in fact, he did. You know, yeah. um, our kid, you know, went out and, and actually learned to work as a cook. And it actually really helped him. He's, you know, 40 now and he's become a wonderful cook um, in his own, you know, in his own home. Now he's an attorney, but he's a, you know, he's an attorney. He can still, yeah, he can still cook it up. <laughs> it, it, I, it's kind of like that. No nonsense. Just make it work. Just yeah. make it work. And that being a good parent does not mean... Giving somebody stuff, it means giving them definitions mm. in life. And it means actually taking the, I think it's like being a good teacher. You have to take authority. You have to be responsible. Um, but you have to talk while you're doing it. It can't just be laying down the rules or setting yeah. out what seems to be a memo. Yeah. Um, it was the conversations. You know, it's the conversations that your children remember. I mean, I think that that's what... You know, Matt, that's what we all remember mm-hmm. with our parents. You know, my father died you know, seven years ago now. But, um, you know, what I remember are the talks and the, la- God, the laughing together uh-huh. that we did. And, you know, when, <laughs> I, when really, because he never, uh, you know, had a lot of schooling and certainly never went to college, when I finally got tenure and I was teaching three days a week, um, and my husband, although he's retired now, but was a, a professor also in the English department at UConn. And um, when I said, Dad, you know, I'm, I'm teaching three days a week. And, and he said, well, honey, you, know, you should waitress the other day. <laughs> and I said, no, Dad, it's tenure. I That's, got tenure. I'm full-time, I Dad. Like, That's, I, I got tenure before <laughs> menopause. You know, it was like a real accomplishment for a woman. And he was like, but, you know, honey, waitressing, it's an all-cash business. You know, you just pocket the, it's the tips. You don't and have to dad, pay taxes. It really, and well, he's, you know, he's this old Italian. I know, I love it. And I was like, Dad, no, this is an accomplishment that I'm. Wor- <laughs> I'm not working part time. This is a yeah. full time gig, and it's like, okay, you know. But he, um, he was always trying to figure out what I was doing, uh-huh. I mean, trying to get a handle on it. And you know, a couple of times um, when I would tell him, actually, the first time I ever got a speaking gig, and I said, Dad, you know, it was a very long time ago, and I said, you know, Dad. I'm getting, you know, $200 to speak at the first talk I ever gave 25 years ago. And he said, really, honey? He said, you know, I would have given you $200 to shut up. <laughs> and I mean, it was just, you know, so humble. first thing out of his mouth. Yeah. But it was like, that's how, it was also the neighborhood. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah. And then he would say, I'm very proud of you. But, you know, it, it wasn't like you took yourself too seriously either. No. And so when it came to the end of his life, and he had... It was very funny, even you know, up until his death, um, he had um, Parkinson's, epilepsy, and then cancer. Oh. And at one point, he was having a series of seizures, and I took him. My brother did a, a lot of the because he lives in Brooklyn. I live in Connecticut. Um, my brother lived in Brooklyn. My father lived in New York, and uh, so my brother was doing most of the you know heavy lifting to take him to the hospitals. But this was a time when my brother was away. And so I took the train down. It was New Year's Eve, and I took the train down. I was actually going out, and I, I went down in, like, my outfit, you know, on Metro North, about a two-hour train ride. 
and I got to the hospital on New Year's Eve with my father, and there's an intern, not 11 years old, really seven years old. The intern was still, you know, it was like a senior consultant. A senior meant like senior in high school. Yeah. And, um, and he said, so, Mr. Barreca, I see you have epilepsy, Parkinson, and cancer. Anything else? And my father looks up and said, it's not enough. <laughs> what more do you need from me? <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, buddy. Oh, that's you awesome. Know, this is the trifecta. Yeah. And so, you know, so right up until the end, when I was weeping, I was really at his deathbed, I was crying, and that's what the article in the Huffington Post, on the loss of his father, I was really crying, and he reached over, and it was one of the last things he ever said, because Parkinson's patients have a hard time speaking at the end. Yeah. And he reached over, he took my hand, and I'm waiting for this great last thing. I said, Gina, relax. Uh. And I thought from the literally at the last moments of his life, he was thinking of me. That's, That's huge. A legacy. Oh that's yeah, a legacy. And I hope I'm always thinking about other people. That's I hope that that's what I take from him and what I can give to everybody else. Oh, that's so beautiful. Because uh, again, it's another sign he knew you. I mean, uh, any other word he could have said, like, well, yeah. hey, uh, go waitress two more days. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It no, be- and he didn't. He didn't ask me to do something for him. He didn't tell me. Yeah. You know, he didn't tell me his pin number. No. You know, he, didn't tell me <laughs> he could have given you anything. Where are the special <laughs> papers, Dad? Where are the right. papers? Right, right. But he, instead, it's relaxed, relaxed, which is exactly what your heart needed, huh? Right, exactly. It was a real gift, and that's finally what any parent can give to their child is, you know, the freedom to let that child feel. And then, you know, to let go when you need to let go and then to carry, to carry their stories and their love in your heart. Oh, that's it, Gina. Boom. Right? I, I, knew, you'd, I knew you'd bring it home. <laughs> By the way, hopefully they're paying you more than 200 bucks now. A yes, speech, for uh, heaven's yes. sakes. Thank goodness. I bet um, they are. I, I'm, I'm either uh, <laughs> doing it for free for a big fundraiser for causes I believe in, or, yeah, they're making it worth my while. Oh, your dad, <laughs> I'm sure he's proud of you. He's up there just watching you. I'm counting on it. And I'm he, absolutely counting on it. He's probably still thinking she does need to shut up a bit. Exactly. Yes, exactly. But you, you know, know what? Oh, that. that's going to be a neat day. You get to be with him again. I hope so. Gina, you're the best. Thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you so much. Have me on again. I will for sure. We've got. I've all seen right. all these great topics you've got. Everybody, go check out her website, Gina Bareca, G I N A B A R R E C A dot com. Go buy her books. Go get to know her. Well, good stuff, man. It's fun to find a funny professor. I mean, not one that's like funny we laugh at, but just one that gets life. Cool. Oh, I want to be like her dad. I have a feeling I kind of am. Embarrassingly. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're taking a break. We're celebrating fathers today, folks. You know, Father's Day's coming up. Who better to teach us about fathers? After Gina, we've got our own little comedian on board, Maddie Richard. Maddie Richards, up next. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side in the fishbowl. I got two guys having seizures. 
you know, when we start playing that music, everyone goes crazy. It's like carnival in our little hot box that we call a studio. Speaking of hot box, Maddie Richards is here. I don't know what <laughs> that, that means. That was the worst lead in I think it I've was. ever It was. Nobody seen. writes my segues. So if you're not going to write me a segue, I'm going to make them up. Sorry, I'll, I'll be not in charge of writing you segues now. Is it warm in here? No. I'm, is it just this headset? I'm wearing a suit, so I think it's fine in here. Yeah, well, you're not, a lawyer. I'm not sweating. Lawyers can sweat and no one knows. You're not a lawyer yet. Let's make that clear. <laughs> Did you That's just true. smell your... I'm just checking <laughs> Hey, so Maddie's here, and um, Maddie Richard, she likes to have like a <laughs> like a French pronunciation oh, yeah. on her name. Yeah. Um, hey, Maddie, uh, you have a father. I do. And um, surprise, surprise. So yeah, <laughs> it's like you've you you've been working on an idea for us that your dad is better than a sitcom dad. Yeah. Well, honestly, that's not saying much. Homer Simpson, he's kind of like a sitcom. It's a cartoon com. Yeah, okay. So make up my own words. <laughs> no, the whole idea behind it is that we all love watching these sitcoms and in the back of our heads we're like, Oh, I wish my my dad was like that. I wish my parents were like that. That'd be so fun or yeah. that'd be so easy if my mom was like Carol Brady or my dad was like Steve oh. Brady or whatever. Mike Brady. Mike Brady. Tom Brady. Tom's oh, yeah. Tom was the son know. the quarterback. He's the one that threw the ball at Marsha. <laughs> That's what it was. Tom Mike Brady. My bad. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Um, but then, you know, when I sat down and thought about it, I realized my dad is way better than having a, a sitcom dad. But he's still funny, too. Yeah, he is. But just there's so many reasons that I I found that, you know, I wouldn't want to trade my dad for someone who – or even for a celebrity dad for that matter. Well, don't you think you'd, you'd – you'd probably trade your dad for me. Well, um, yeah. Don't you think I'd be a fun dad? Mm, the way that you harassed me on the show would translate into everyday life and I don't think I could handle that. Yeah, you have breakdowns. <laughs> That's why you're only here every other day. Yeah, because I just mentally cannot – mental hard. anguish. It's hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll keep trying to – I'll keep being positive. Well, no, I don't think you will. <laughs> okay. Well, at least we're being honest. Um, so, so how do you compare? How okay. does it, how does one compare? So, I have a list of reasons why my dad is better than a sitcom or celebrity dad. Okay. All right. Number one, he isn't clueless. He's not. He's got a cranium. Most sitcom dads that I see have no idea what their kids are doing. Even the good ones. Yeah. Have no idea what they're doing. They're like. Oh, what are you doing out here? My dad knows what I'm doing before I've even thought of it. Does your dad know that you keep trying to date James? Um, yeah, of course. No, he doesn't. Well, nobody's supposed to know that, Matt. So. Oh, did I, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the thing is you go on the TV and they just have no idea what their kids are doing. Mm-mm. They're just not involved and my dad is not clueless like he's that. on top of you. he's on top of it he knows where you are yeah he's got he knows everything yeah and so that's that's a good dad know, one reason that's why a good my dad's sign better. of a dad so yeah. by the way what you're also telling us if you want to write a sitcom this is the formula yeah do, do the opposite of what your dad does. or if you want to write a good sitcom that nobody's tried before follow the follow what real dads are like but would anybody watch that well, Would that be entertaining yes, to that have was a television parent? in the 70s? Well, no. We're, and nobody watches those shows anymore. Well, That's I don't know if you've form. noticed, half of them are dead. I think people would watch because they'd be able to relate 100% better. So the actual things that are funny, they would find even funnier because it happened to them yesterday. By the way, I, my dad wasn't in the home. So I learned what a father is 
uh, watching sitcoms. So I'm here to correct you. I'm so glad. you can be a good dad. Gilligan and the Skipper. <laughs> Skipper was the first father figure to oh, me. Oh, goodness. Okay, keep going. Okay, number two reason why my dad is better than a sitcom. He actually disciplined me. Ooh. It wasn't any of this, go to your room, five yeah. minutes later, let's hug it out, and it's cool. I was grounded for months when oh, I was grounded. What did you do? I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but if I got in trouble, my dad would discipline me in a way that was appropriate. Would he, would he, would he crack the whip? Well, no, none of that. Oh. But Would he tase you? Did he ever tase you? <laughs> no, my dad never tased okay. me. Let's not start those rumors. Right. This isn't America's <sighs> Most Wanted. Good. This is yeah. my dad. <laughs> so what would he do? So he would, you know, say, look, you can't do this. What you did was wrong. Here's why. Did he point that? Like you were just pointing, I think, two fingers. N- well, did I... Did he point like that? No, he yeah. would... He would. My dad is really loving, so okay. he would lovingly tell me, but then he'd say, but now... You can't do this for right. a couple of weeks. Now and you in sitcoms, <laughs> in sitcoms, they get grounded till the yeah. end of the episode, yeah. and then they're fine. That's it. Yeah, if that. Well, if, everything. If that. Yeah, everything. Five ends. minutes later, they, they can't come do in. that because they're paying them actor fees. <laughs> yeah, if they really got punished. It. You'd have yeah. to pay them for all that time. <laughs> yeah. You know, gonna work. good. Keep going. All right, next one. He didn't fight with my mom. Well, now what my fun parents. Is that? No, now my parents fight mm-hmm. like every other people, yeah. every other person, every other couple out there. But when you watch sitcoms, the way parents fight in front of their kids, mm. that did not happen you never in my saw, house. Okay, that's great. We would know, okay, mom and dad need some time right now. They're working something out. Yeah. That's their thing. They're and then gonna, you'd hear them like, <laughs> and then, the you know, but they made it very, they tried really, really hard that's not to yell that way yeah. in front of our family, which I see on kids sitcoms all the time. That's and I think parenting. I would have been scared if that had happened in my house. So I'm really glad that my parents were not sitcom parents in that way. Have you seen Honey Boo Boo? Oh, Yeah. That's parenting. Oh, yeah. That's good parenting right there. <laughs> All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah, please. My dad goes to work. Your dad's got a job and so is working. So sitcom dads, and wants I a job tell you, they never go to work. They are just always at home. Home is their work. Well, yeah. Most of them work at home. That's the thing that I think is so um, – I'm glad my dad's not like a sitcom dad. I know that he's off doing hard work, and I want to make him proud while he's not there. Uh, that's cool. I want to be his daughter even when he's a couple – like several miles away working, doing his own thing. My three sons, when the dad would come home, yeah. the boys would always kind of be there. Yeah. Right after, they'd be waiting for dinner and they'd be there to, to receive their father. And yeah. Get his oh, those are my favorite memories. And his paper. Those are my favorite memories from when I was younger is when my, the garage door would go up and we'd all run and go, daddy, and we'd run out and either hide from him or oh, jump on him. Oh, that's cool. And I feel like they don't show things like no. that. People aren't excited when the dad gets home in yeah. the sitcom. And That's I'm glad great. that my dad went to work and got to come home. You nailed it. Keep going. All right. Um, he never talked about, checked out other women ever. And I see that Good. in sitcoms all the time. Yeah, that's kind of nice. I up. have never – I don't think I've honestly ever heard my dad say, oh, that that lady's really pretty. Like my mom will say, oh, she's a cute – like that, that cute new girl moved into my ward. And my dad will say, oh, boy. oh that's a nice woman. Yeah, she's yeah. a nice woman. I'm sure she has nice character. She, That's he, he just never has ever said anything that made me thought he was even looking at anybody but, except look, my mom. And how did that impact? That's huge. Because I now, I'm not, if the person I end up with, Will not look at anybody else because yeah. that's just expected of me now. Which you'll I'm you'll really have to for. gouge his eyes out. Yeah, I will. I'll have to kill him. Um, he didn't. Re- oh, okay, he didn't have to always be funny. Yeah. Like Which, me. no. No, just no, listen. I get it. I in get sitcoms, the they give the jokes 
at the expense of people. That's it. They're always tearing people down. Mm. My dad knew when it was funny and he knew where the line was and he didn't cross it. And you – so you always kind of knew comedically you were safe. You weren't going to be made yeah. the butt of the joke. See, and I think my dad is so funny and my dad is – you know, like every dad, he laughs at his jokes and yeah. he thinks he's great. But I never felt hurt by a joke that my dad – that's cool. And even if he thought that I was a little hurt, he would immediately apologize. And even publicly, if he'd said it in front of other people, I'm really sorry. Like, I didn't mean to hurt you. What friends. a great dad. So that's why I'm another reason I'm glad I didn't have a sitcom dad. Yeah. Yep. All right. Are you ready for another one? Is there another one? How many more do you want me to do? I got plenty. Okay, perfect. Um, he respects me enough to treat me like an adult. And he doesn't badmouth our family or me in front of anyone. That's a good dad. So I just feel like in sitcoms, sometimes they'll be with, hanging out with the guys and, oh, my wife's such a hag and my kids are annoying and da 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 And I know my dad doesn't do that. Have you ever seen Archie Bunker? Uh-uh. <laughs> what decade are you from again? <laughs> <laughs> Me or Matt? Kate, can you give us a modern cultural reference? Because that's uh, – Archie Bunker that. would be um, – uh, if we are going to give a modern parallel, and I'll need Sean back in here. But a modern parallel would probably be somebody from the KKK. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay. Enough said. Perfect. <laughs> he was just old school kind of racist bigot father. Well, yeah. and I In mean, the hippie era. Yeah. So yeah. everything was totally out of his realm of comfort. Uh-huh. And, you know, horrible. Well, and that's just – As a model. Yeah, yeah. I just was really glad that I knew my name was safe with my dad. That's cool. That if his coworkers ta- were talking about their kids or how awful they were, my dad would be like, yeah, teenage girls can be hard, but yeah. they're so great. Yeah, they, he wouldn't tell all your he secrets. Wouldn't, what, he wouldn't even say anything to um, disrespect me. That's cool. He actually texted me some of your secrets. <laughs> Whatever. Give, it, give us one more. What's one more? Right. What's the big grand finale? This is where you bring in my home. My big grand finale is yeah. he's real. He is real. Not yeah. is real. No, he my is real. dad is real. What does that mean? So sitcom dads and the dads that the perfect dads that we've dreamed up or the dad we think would be the funniest, they're not real. Yep. They aren't going to be there for you when you're having a flat tire or an emotional breakdown or some boy or did both. something bad to right. you. Or you can't you don't know how to ride your bike. He doesn't Those, take a break for commercials. Yeah, he doesn't take the That's break. Right. He is gonna be there. That's cool. And some people don't have a biological father, but they have the father figure that is real to them. Yeah. And I'm really, really lucky that I don't have a sitcom dad that is there. And yours was in your house. Yeah. Loving your mom mm-hmm. and teaching you how to be the real deal. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So that's why I'm glad I my dad's better than a sitcom dad. Wow. You're lucky. I know. I'm, I'm really lucky. That was really good. And it's the cool thing about it. He's probably the exact dad you needed. Yeah, one hundred percent. My dad is. I mean, if you had had Sean or I as your father, you'd be dead. Let's just face it. (laughs) No, I think I'd be alive. I'd be (laughs) very different. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'd be totally different. Yeah. I think if you were with Sean, you'd know how to cook. Like I do know how to cook. No, I mean like really cook. Oh, okay. And if you were with me, you'd know how to eat. You don't eat anything. You hate. Oh, I eat all the time. You hate. I eat in my car when I'm driving. I, but I hate we it. We had a conversation where you're like, I think eating is a waste of time. It is a waste of time. Oh, you're the worst. But I don't eat with Sean. If Sean made my dinner, <laughs> I bet it. And my wife's a great cook, but I don't. It's just time. I don't oh have the my. time. I don't want to waste. Um, well done. Thank you. Good job. You nailed it. See? Amazing. I know. I don't care what everyone else is saying about oh you. My. <laughs> you're earning it. Thanks. Matt. Well done. We're taking a break. 
When we come back, Heather Johnson's going to join us. Heather's going to teach us, you know, how I guess we get into teaching our kids, how we focus on parenting or on dads, how we make. <laughs> you looking at me? He, he, she's talking about what dad really wants for Father's Day. Well, that too. I was. Wait, I, I don't guess know. I'm, I feel like that's. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I guess I was how just to... reading the wrong thing. Um, I was reading <laughs> yours. <laughs> okay, yeah. See, that's why I need you here. Yeah, I'm here. Heather Johnson. Radio. Up next. Hey, and by the way, when we come back, we're going to listen to another song from Juan from the magical uh, guitar built by his father. Or two. Okay. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're taking a break right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Listen to this music. That's the magical guitar. Made by the hands of, what's his name? Juan Pablo Mijares. Juan Pablo Mijares. You can say it like that, yeah. That's not, your dad made that guitar with he did. you. No, he made it for you. That was the one that he made for me while I was gone on That's my mission neat. for the LDS Church. And then you grabbed that guitar... Mm-hmm. And then you strummed out the intro music, which they now use for the morning show. Yeah. Yeah. They've okay. been using it for a couple of years now. And I'm sure they compensated you millions of dollars. Mm, Don, we'll need to talk about that one, by the way. Yeah. But, you know yeah. what? I'm pretty sure he won't pay you for it. But uh, he might give you a puffy pirate shirt that has the name of the Matt Townsend Well, show as long on. as he's getting you one, I may as well, too. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? While you're at it, just say throw in a patch. Mm-hmm. Throw in a Complete patch. Complete the ensemble. Speaking of ensembles, Heather Johnson's here. I'm trying to make better segues, Heather. Um, speaking of ensembles. We'll, we'll keep working. Heather's here. Heather Johnson is has a master's degree in, um, what would we call it? Family study. Working with families. Families doing things together. Family doing things to families doing things together. But you, you're not just like a therapist that goes psychoanalyze people. You get people doing activities and working and making stuff happen. Absolutely. You've written a book, a book, Family Fun Fridays, with thousands of activities in it. Thousands. Tens of thousands of activities. Hundreds uh, of thousands. Hundreds of thousands (laughs) of activities. And we've we've done all of them on the show during our meetings. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I do. It's got a paper bag in it, doesn't it? It does. I hated that. So I, I was on TV no with Heather. No one's going to want the book if Heather, you tell them you didn't like the game. I know. But that that day, I was so mad at you. Actually, it wasn't <laughs> even that day. Two days later when I still <laughs> couldn't feel my legs. So I was on a TV show. Heather was on it with me. And it's Studio 5. You've, we, we talk about it a little bit on the show. And Heather had me do an activity where I had to, like, on one leg. Mm-hmm. One leg. Bend down and pick up a paper bag. With your teeth. With my teeth. Right. A big, you know, grocery sack. A big kind of paper, paper bag. grocery bag. Mm-hmm. It was and, standing up. Well, it was kind of folded, I think. No. <laughs> it was. It seemed like a mile away. <laughs> and luckily I was only in front of, I don't know, a couple, 150 people or something. And then on, on local television. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah. I pulled my hammies. <laughs> I, I today I went to I had to go I had to go to get a massage a massage on my hammies today I'm still suffering. It was a month ago. I know, that's a, that's how great a shape. We'll I bring am. a different one next time. Well, so we don't do that one when we have our team meetings. 
because that's like death. We, we we titled that one death. Maddie would win with that one. Maddie's yeah, she would win because yeah, she, she can touch her toes. <laughs> um, so Heather, welcome to the show. Thanks, it's great to be here. We and love having you. Great topic, fathers. Now doesn't get better. It doesn't get better. Um, some people would say Mother's Day. Mother's Day is great too. Father's Day, I think for June, Father's Day is better. Yeah, it is for June. You know what I mean? We need both. We need moms and dads. So. Well, and I don't even want to get into that lesson. Well, <laughs> but you're absolutely right. <laughs> So teach us um, Father's Day. How do we kind of, I don't know, how do we know what they want? Because I don't really know what I want, but I know what I don't want. Sure. Right? So don't give me razors. Right. Because I'll get those myself. Right. Don't give me cologne. Okay. Because I don't wear Axe. Okay. Is that what it's called? So that doesn't even count though. as cologne. That's, I know. <laughs> it's a different level. Yeah. So what are we supposed to get dads and how do we know what they want? Well, first of all, if we're going to address that, knowing what someone wants Heaven forbid, let's ask them. Yeah. It's a great place to start, yeah. right? You have right. an opinion. My I husband totally do. does. My dad does. What does your husband want? You know, my husband usually says when I ask him, he'll say he would like to go on a date with me without kids. Really? That's really nice of him, isn't it? He likes you. He does. I kind of like him too. So. It's like you're married. It, wor- <laughs> it works okay that way. <laughs> that's so, a good gift. Yeah, that's always fun. He always says, I don't need anything. I don't I need anything. I hate that answer. I know. It's so I hard. say it too. I got it. Yeah. I got everything. I but then, need. then you're sitting there and you get nothing. Right, right. It's, it's, it's true. So either you're so, shooting yourself in the yeah, foot. Don't you really do that. Just, just take some. You know what I do? I actually keep a running list. Secret. It's not secret anymore. He probably now knows. But since we've met, of everything he ever mentions really? that he might like or look at, or we could be walking through the mall and he'll look and say, "Man, that's a good looking wallet." Go home, write down wallet, what store, when I saw it. I That's keep a running a list idea. of everything he ever mentioned, says, even on television, you know, on the late show and all of a sudden a commercial comes on. So I have this. Where do you resource. write it? Just so I know <laughs> in case you die. <laughs> so, you know, exactly. And That's cool. So it's kind of a cool way to. That's a great thing. Yeah, kind of side note, but yeah. it helps. It but, helps. And then, and then what's amazing is that's so endearing because all of a sudden – you got you remembered right? And he, oh, how did you know? You or remembered he, that? You, that was years ago. I know, but that's, my magic list—it's—it's it's from years ago. That's you know what? You're a great wife. So it helps that that's way. That's a great thing. But you know, for Father's Day, we want to give fathers what they want. So let's do that first. Let's do it. We want to give them, for example, let's go movies or let's go shows. You know, Tool Time television. Yeah, show. Oh, yeah. Okay, Tim always gave his wife power tools. Well, what else? Well, I know, but who wants power tools for Mother's Day? Or I for do. Fathers do. Fathers do, exactly. See, so they're not into the wife, right? So for Father's Day, instead of giving them what we think they'd want. Oh, no, true. Right. Or giving them what true. you know we might want if we thought we were a dad and it was our day. Yeah. Let's give them just what they want. Give them what it is they want. My wife bought me a drill set once right. with lights. It was a – the light – anyway, it was a nice drill. It was a good day. Honestly, I felt more manly. Yeah. <laughs> Because you, you wanted right that. The, I, I, did, I did want it, but I didn't think she'd ever buy it. I right. thought I, I had to buy my own drill. Right. I mean, well, she doesn't know what a drill is. I, by the way, I don't know what a drill is. <laughs> so she just went and asked somebody, hey, which drill should I buy? Brought it back. And you know, it honestly made me feel like, wow, she actually thinks I know how to use this thing. It does. It makes you feel it's good, powerful. Right? That felt that, so good. That's yeah. really an interesting – I've never thought of it, but that's one of my favorite gifts yeah, ever. It, it's kind of like uh, the surprise party. We throw surprise parties for people who are really, really shy. Yeah. 
Oh, I know. Not because they wanted it, because no. we wanted yeah. this prize. Party. And then the kids like you got these in therapy for years. Yeah, and they're un- <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and they think back and remember how Surprise. they don't ever like birthdays because <laughs> we did that for them. So for Father's Day, give them what they want. Ask them. Think about them. Yeah, you know, put them first. Um, we used to for a couple years as kids, we celebrated Father's Day with another family, and our families. We'd load our dad in the car, and they'd load their dad, and we'd blindfold our fathers, and we'd drive them around and get them all confused. They didn't know where they were. And then this is back before like seatbelts. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Those, back when we didn't care about Right. Children. When none of those things mattered. Right. And then we'd meet up at a park together and we'd they'd have to guess where we'd landed. And we'd, you know, unblindfold and get out and have a picnic and hang out. And they, with my dad, we put him in the car and just drove around all nice and talked and got him confused. Well, they had a little different approach and they'd put their dad in the car and just beat the <laughs> heck out of him. Just driving crazy. Seats and- gone, mattresses, pillows, the poor man, every year he got glasses because he'd get out and they'd broken his. There was always a bloody nose. It was just – and so we went through this and he pretended to love it. Right? Oh, sure. Well, a couple years uh, ago I, – I, a couple. My life is flying by. It's probably oh, sure. been 10 now. Well, you're it's getting old. I, I am before our eyes. He uh, – we were sitting down eating and we were talking about Father's Day and he got tears in his eyes. And he looked at his kids and he said, what part about beating me up would make me feel loved and respected on Father's Day? And they all went, oh, gosh, oh, we really messed this yeah. up. So, you know, we learned the hard way, but give them what they want. Yeah. Make them happy. You know what he ought to do? Uh, I don't know him, so you might have to mention this to him. Um, <laughs> I'll tell him. He needs to put it on his tombstone. He does. <laughs> I told you not to beat me up. Now you'll regret it the rest, the rest. of my life. Your life. <laughs> it's exactly right. I'm just saying. So whatever they want, let's yeah, find it out. So give them what huge. they want. Okay, here's our next one. Fathers want for Father's Day, they want to do things their way. Yes. By the way, just so you know, it's not just Father's Day. Right. We want to do things our way every day. All the time. All the time. (laughs) But we'll we'll settle for Father's Day. Well, here we go. But we don't want to celebrate dads just on one day a year. Every day, right? right? Sure. So these apply year round. Yeah. So as moms and as women, I think we tend to do things our way. Dishwasher, load it this way. Yeah. Pick your stuff up. Make the bed. Do things a certain way. Well, you know, dads have good ways of doing it too. Yeah. And if we're constantly unloading what they've loaded or unfolding what they folded – they're going to stop folding. No, done. They're going to stop loading. That. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't want to be criticized Well, all the and time. it's not efficient. Right. <laughs> we may as well. <laughs> That's true. We may as well just have you do it. We're doing it twice. <laughs> right. And so why do it? That's so so good. the first thing is that fathers want for Father's Day is they want to do things their way and we've got to let them. That's mm. great. Let them do things just how you want. What if – because this is what I hear they'll say. What if what the way they do it is wrong? But it's not. <gasps> is it wrong? No, talk about that for a second. About <laughs> – I think it's hypothetical. I don't have this at home. You would never no, face this at no, home. But I know. others. But I do. I'm talking about Sean. Sean's got this, maybe. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll look at the dishwasher after my husband's been kind enough to take care of the dishes, and I'll think, oh, the bowls always go on the bottom, and that yeah. doesn't. It's loaded, and I didn't have to do it, and how fantastic. That's right. It doesn't matter how it and was done. And who cares if there's a little junk on the it's, bowl? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's it doesn't. dishes. It's, it's dishes. protein. Hey, we've we got to take a break. Um, we'll come back. More? we got a lot more. We got a lot to go through. I know. I keep talking. Me too. Well, you're supposed to. Okay. Uh, We're taking a break. When we come back, more from Heather Johnson. Go check out her website, familyvolley.com. Familyvolley.com. Don't read the section about her (laughs) because it's not written yet. Because she's too busy being a great mother and a great (laughs) wife and great celebrator of Father's Day. There we go. Celebrant. Who knows? This is the Matt Townsend Show. (laughs) I'm having a hard day. But that's what Father's Day is for. I'll get a break. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio.
Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Heather Ann Johnson in the house. Mm-hmm. She, um, she's, she's the owner of FamilyVolley.com. It's it's it, she owns it. It's not just a website. <laughs> it's where they teach you how to hurt yourself playing activities with your family. There is you that go. what it's for? It is. It's exactly why I started it. Uh, you wanted because I've Inflict played pain. some of your games and I've I've pulled things. Fine. <laughs> Are they all that hard? Maybe no. Maybe we need to. Maybe I need to fill it with kind of some warm up exercises first. No, you know what? All I would do is just put a little disclaimer, and the attorney should be telling us this, but he can't give us legal advice. <laughs> You ought to just have some disclaimer that says, please stretch before doing any of the Family Fun Friday activities. Of the following activities. There we go. Go to, go, go to the website and get the book, Check Family Fun Fridays. You'll love it. It's, it's really great. Now, you've been married 13 years. 13. Five yep. children. Yep. From 12 to five months. Yep. That's exactly right. That's huge. And I, I know. You're the real deal. Our 12-year-old, he's getting old fast. And you're giving us great advice today about what dads really want. What they really want. Year-round, but for Father's Day too. But year-round. So what else do we want? Our fathers want to be able to teach and share with our kids. Here's yes. the thing. I was so excited and still am with our kids to teach them things I love to do. Yeah. I love to play tennis. I want our kids I do to too. do that. Yes. I love to swim. I love to doodle on the side of my papers. I love watching our girls doodle on the side of their papers. Really? I love teaching them those things. But we forget that fathers have all these things they want to teach our kids too. Yeah. And so we want to let them teach. That's what they really want. They want that open invitation just like we have. Yeah. To teach them. And, you know, I learned this the hard way not too long ago. My husband and I were talking, and he made the comment that our son, it was time to teach him how to shoot a gun. Ooh. I don't really like guns. Yeah, you they, don't like guns. No, not so much. Did you I, say, hey, let's just have him doodle on his paper yeah, I did. You know, let's let's go swimming and do some doodling <laughs> and play some tennis, but let's not shoot guns. Yeah. And so we kind of went back and forth, and, you know, we've talked about this before, but it, it's not something he does all the time, but it's something he grew up doing. Yeah, well, it's a rite of passage. Kind of, yeah. It's, well, like, it's like gutting your first venison. That's what he says. You know, he says he needs to learn those things. And he got quiet for a minute, and he said, you know, Heather, I'd, I'd kind of like to teach our kids stuff. I grew up and like to do too. Oh. And I went, oh, right. Oh, ouch. A lesson I know, but that's man, huge. wasn't practicing. Well, very you well. listen. That's great. So that didn't start a fight? At all. No, because he he's right. Yeah. I mean, he's right. He wants to teach and share with them just like I do. And, sure. and those passions I have that I want them to have too, he has those same things. And it doesn't mean we're weird or any of us loves our child less no. or more. No. It's just, we just. Yeah. We have things. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We, and we have memories tied to those things as kids, and we want to pass those on. That's cool. So fathers want to teach and share. They That's want to do that. Totally true. Okay, our next one. Fathers want us to love them as is. Yes, don't just fix like they me. Are. You know, most of the quirks and things that we say bug us are the reasons why we, you know, married oh, yeah. our spouse, our father in the first, you know, our our father, our children's father in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So we want to let those quirks just be quirks. Put them aside. It's no big deal. Can you, I not be me? You can be you. Have, not, have you not heard the phrase, a man's got to be a man? <laughs> that sounds weird. Well, we've all got to be ourselves. Don't you think? They, don't you want that as a dad? Yeah. You just well, I don't be. want him to be like me, really. No, but you want him to love you for who you yeah. are. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Because we – it's – and then what are we inherently telling somebody when we want to fix them? We're well, saying you're not good enough. Yeah, it's exactly right. And as mothers or as wives, if we're constantly portraying that too, change that, fix that, you know, that teaches our kids that there's all those things <laughs> that need to be changed too. So fathers just want to be loved the way they are. Have you ever just heard your husband saying something – and you were looking at him in this way like, you're an idiot. 
The, the kind of the you're an idiot look. Right. I think we all kind of have We've that. We've all seen that. Sure, sure. We shouldn't, but yeah. we do. Yeah, you shouldn't do that, right? Yeah, yeah. But we have little quirks. And the thing is, I have plenty of them. I am sure there are plenty of things that I do that drive him crazy. Yeah. If he pointed them all out all day, <laughs> well, we wouldn't get anything done because yeah. there's – I don't want to see those all day, so he doesn't either. But see, I, maybe she, maybe wives pointed out more, right? Because they care, <laughs> like right. I mean, like let's improve, let's get better. Sure, sure. But you know, if my husband sneezes loud, it's not really that big of a deal, right? Yeah. To no be constantly die. saying, "Can you change that? Can you change yeah. that?" No, he's got to sneeze. Let him sneeze. Can a guy? Yeah. Can a guy not sneeze? Can a guy get a sneeze out? That's such a great point. So let him, you know, be them. Love them just how they are. Okay, here's another one. Fathers want to help us. They want to help. Oh, see, a lot of times you won't let us help. I know. We don't. And then you're mad when we don't. Right. Or Or surprised. Or or we're mad because you didn't do it how we think it should be done. Right. But fathers, they do. They want to help. I do this all the time. My husband will, or one of our kids will come in and say, hey, can you help me put on my shirt or... You know, can you help me tie my shoe? And if it's anything that I kind of feel is in my motherhood realm, yeah. even if I'm in another room, I'll holler, hey, you know, I just come here. I'll take care of it. Or come here. I'll help yeah. you. Well, why? I'm either feeling guilty because I didn't take care of it first, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or I'm being silly about the whole thing. He offered to help. Let him help. He's yeah. just as capable. But you know what I do? I just put it on backwards and then I send him <laughs> out and then my wife's like, please. And then I never, they never ask they, me again. And then you never have to do it yeah. again, right? It's just a weird trick that dads have learned at dad school. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you do it really well. I, I'm incredibly yeah. p- professional. Really good at that. Well, we don't want to take away their opportunities, no. opportunities to be dads and to help and be hands-on. So when it happens, let them help. I think that's great. And, and even um, – even if they don't necessarily want to help, ask for help. Absolutely. And ask it's for okay. help. Yeah. Can I get some help? And sure. I just suggest you, you have to do it with the right tone. Right. And with the right heart. Right. And you can't sigh or gasp. <laughs> no gasping. <sighs> Will you Can please? I get some help here? <laughs> I don't think that's going to go across that very well. Yeah. And again, I haven't heard any of this in my personal home. No. You're I've heard this. I have thousands of clients I've learned this stuff from. Because my family rocks. Right. It's good. This never happens. So we want to make sure that we let them help. Yes. We don't want to take away those opportunities. Okay, the next one. Fathers want some credit. Props. They want some props. <laughs> you know, it's really funny, and I actually learned this from my own dad, and I'm grateful for it. But he always taught me that when I was talking about our children or our family, to say our children. Yes. Or to say we have five kids those yeah. so instead of I have five children mm-hmm. or so my true. children. Your kids <laughs> are obnoxious. <laughs> well, that's being used different when I don't want anything to do with yeah, the kids. Yeah, exactly. I, and I've always been really grateful for that. And I think fathers, in fact, I know they want to be include. They want credit for their kids. You bet. They're ours together. So even just changing the eyes and the mind to the we's and the ours, even if we're alone, you know, even if I'm with someone and he's not there. Yeah. We have five kids or our children are – Oh, that's huge. Those types of things. Really simple. But it helps. That's and, a big deal. And dads want that. They want that all year to know that they get credit. Well, and you – I mean it's so subtle, isn't it? It's like we don't, we don't think about that little nuance but that's a big deal. Yeah. It's very little, very yeah. small. But – and it's what? Two letters. We yeah. can change those things and turn it into a we instead of an I. Well, and then I wonder if they would feel more obligated – Maybe. Like, yeah, oh, she said our children and need maybe to go just... to bed. <laughs> so your kids need to go to bed. <laughs> or maybe more respected so yeah. that then they want to 
yeah. be apart more and everything else that's happening. See? So good. little things, little things, the R's and the we's. Let's do those instead. It's good. Okay. And here's another one. Fathers want us to stop saying mean and critical and embarrassing things about them. <sighs> so true. Women, we have this, you know, way sometimes we get around our girlfriends or we get in these groups and we either use them to vent. It's or, like you're a gang. I know. It's you like know, you're a violent verbal gang. We go everywhere together and yeah. we, you know, talk about those quirks that are driving us nuts right. or something that he did that we didn't like. We, I would be terribly hurt if I found out my husband was hanging around with anybody saying stuff like that about yeah. me. So we don't want to do it to Can them. Can you believe anymore. Heather? <laughs> what a What a weirdo. <laughs> So lazy. You should see the kitchen right now. It's Holy a mess. cow, that girl. <laughs> right? Never cleans the kitchen. <laughs> she never does the dishes. Yeah. That doesn't, that wouldn't make me, f- and it doesn't make, you know, fathers feel good either. So we want to just, it's, it's hard to do, but we want to not get caught up in the critical, in the embarrassing, even if we think it's funny. These are like no brainers. I know, but. What's our deal? We're not doing them. No. We don't do them all the time. Why? You it know, seems natural to just <laughs> criticize <laughs> criticize and to hate and ream and i mean but it's like this is this is the one we love it is this it is. is the one you vowed your entire life to right and even if you aren't necessarily together with the father of your children he's still the father of your children yeah and that respect and that you know dignity and that love for being that father still Still what he's looking for year-round, right? Yeah. So just on Father's Day. So we want to make sure that we stop saying those things. And we've got one more. Fathers want us to listen to them. Mm, that's <laughs> a good listen. one. And this can be really hard for moms because kids come in and it's, I want this and can I have a drink? And this is what happened at school. <laughs> All while my sweet husband is simply trying to get two sentences out about what happened. Yeah. And it's really easy for us to say, kids, you go first, husband I'll, or yeah. father, I'll talk to you later. Right. But it's really okay to look at our kids and say, hey, your dad's telling me a story. Give me two minutes and then you can yeah. go ahead and talk to me. Yeah. They just want to be heard. They want to listen. Fathers want to so be able true. to talk to some more than others. And that's okay. Do you know how many people come to my office and are like, he never talks. <laughs> he never talks. I do everything to get him to talk. He won't talk. Sure. I'm like, why don't you talk? And he's like, she doesn't listen. <laughs> right. Why would I talk when she doesn't listen? Right. But the kid's screaming. We're talking to the kid. Right. He's like, do I have to scream? Do I have to throw a fit? Do I have to throw a tantrum? By the way, does that work? Because <laughs> I'll do it if it works. <laughs> You'll start. I'll w- start throwing Would tantrum. you prefer just screaming, yelling? Kind ah, of I, wouldn't that be great if you as a parent, when you're just not getting your way, could just throw yourself on the ground and just <laughs> start kicking? Nag. Say it over and over yeah. and over and over. Hey, mom, mom. Hey, mom, 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 mom. Hey, Heather, 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 Heather. Hey, <laughs> oh, Heather. Hey, Heather, Heather, Heather. <laughs> That'll work, that'll work for sure. For yeah, sure, try that. Work. That's just some advice from Heather Johnson <laughs> yeah. at familyvolley.com. Yeah, if you take anything from our conversation, <laughs> take that for sure. Go no, home and no, don't take that. <laughs> okay, so Heather, what should we what – sh- what's what's the key? Give us – like give us a rerun. Just go through it real quickly. Okay. The five, six, seven points. Okay, so fathers want to be able to do things their way. Yes. Without us being critical. Bing! Load give the dishwasher however this. they want. There Ooh, we go. That was a weird one. <laughs> Okay. Fathers want to be able to teach our kids stuff too. They want to be able to teach and share with our kids so just like true. we do. Okay. Our next one, fathers want us to love them. Quirks and all. Yeah. As is. Who doesn't have a little quirk? Everybody does. Yeah. Love them. Love those quirks. Fathers want to help. They do. They want to help. They want to be a part, but we have to let them. We yeah. can't take that opportunity. Don't away. assume we're going to know what that means. Right. Sometimes we haven't been in the loop. Sometimes that's because we're ignorant. Or because you're out 
working. Why are you hard digging all day? that? And sometimes because <laughs> we're but so, but whatever it is, if we're not in the loop, right? We may not know what to do, and if we don't know what to do, don't be offended, right? Just say, well, honey, right now, we would actually gather the family for dinner. <laughs> okay. Or Let's hey, she needs the pink shirt instead of the blue yeah. one. It's up on her bed. Mm-hmm. And Simple. can you put it on front to front, yeah. not front to back? Tag goes in the back, right? So you know. Okay, our next one. Fathers want credit. They want credit. So take out the I's and the me's and substitute the R's and the we's. Fathers want us to stop saying critical things to others about them. Yes. Especially our girlfriends. Stop doing it. And fathers want us to listen. They just want us to listen a little bit. Just a little. Just, you know, make some time so they can talk and we can zip it and they can talk. It seems important because we don't talk maybe as much. Mm. So maybe when we do. We got to listen. You got to listen. We got to listen. Like we might be saying, whoa, fire. (laughs) <laughs> right smoke put hurry. out the fire right. yeah so good job yeah is so that we, it yeah oh and there's the gong there, we're done I don't know what that means <laughs> we used to gong people off the show but we one didn't know what? that so it's a good gong not a bad gong oh that's a good okay. gong yeah. oh have you ever had a bad gong oh not personally but Ugh. I'm hoping that wasn't my first no, no that was no. a good one you will that you <laughs> are so above that um, well done Heather you Just nailed it some different ideas you know instead oh. of ties and golf clubs yeah. Right. Again, two golf clubs I would get. Yeah. My and husband would too. <laughs> guns and ammo maybe. <laughs> I mean if you're into that. New power drills. New power drills was one of the best gifts I've ever received. <laughs> um, Heather Johnson, you rocked it. Hey, go to her website, familyvolley.com. Uh, be careful when you're there because uh, some of the activities can cause harm <laughs> to your hamstrings. <laughs> but it's a great – you got to get her book, Family Fun Fridays. From 2011, that's when she wrote it. It's tons of activities. Again, thousands, tens of thousands of activities for you and your family. Heather, are you going to come back? Absolutely. Yep. I'll be better we'll next time. It's, it won't be as warm. Okay. I'm really hot. That's okay. Yeah. Air conditioning. We'll bring a fan. Yeah, bring a fan. There you go. Well done. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're wrapping it up. Our own Sean O'Neill is going to give us some quotes from Dad. He's going to teach us. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Honoring fathers today. We'll be right back right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're wrapping it up. A tribute to fathers. Oh, boy. What a great show. This was a great show. Again, I feel like I'm just a little off. I think uh, it's because the temperature is pretty warm in here. It's not warm. I think it's because we have 12 bodies in here. 12 big bodies. Only five are alive. Well, you keep carrying the bodies in. Oh, yeah. I mean, somebody needs to remove some of those bodies. Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, what are you doing, Sean? We have quotes. Like, what do you mean? Like, funny quotes about fathers? Mm, not necessarily funny. Just profound. Some are profound. Okay. Let's have that. Some are sad or any sad. Am I going to cry? I don't know. Maybe. I don't want to cry from Juan. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay. All right. Do you know who Jim Valvano is? Yeah. May he rest in peace. Yes. Was it? Was he uh, Southern Carolina? South Carolina? What? He was the coach of what team before he passed away? A, a, an or a NCAA Final Four, I think, team. No, they won. He won. Oh, did he win? Yeah, he won the what national team was championship. It? And I cannot remember. I think they were playing Texas. I'll look up. I'll look it up. 
Please do. Yeah, I will. No, you I'm, go. I'm really feeling embarrassed He's got now. one of the great, yeah. But uh, his quote, my father gave me the greatest gift anyone could give another person. He believed in me. Huge. That's uh, North Carolina State University. Okay. I knew it was Carolina, and I knew it wasn't North Carolina. They were, they were a very, very big underdog. Yeah. Oh, and then he was a speaker and gave one of the oh, greatest yeah. motivational speeches, and then he won an award, like an SB or something. He won an he was dying, and he gave one of the greatest and Now they speeches. have the Jimmy V Foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a great guy. Yeah. So what, read the quote again. My father gave me the greatest gift anyone could give another person. He believed in me. Mm. Huge. Mm-hmm. And what else do you want? I mean, we heard that earlier today, too, with Gina Barreca. Yeah, exactly. That's Apparently, dads, that's what we do. Maddie mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Give us another quote. Well, I think Maddie has one. Oh, do you want to hear mine? Sure. Any man can be a father, but it takes a special <laughs> person to be a dad. Oh. Good, That's right? really good. Aww. Isn't that so cute? That's a great one. I feel like it. You're Everyone like you're you're running show. really you're good today, Maddie. You're like I love you're nailing my dad. it. Yeah, you, you don't do. understand. I love my dad. Well, well nobody nobody said okay. you didn't. Yeah, we didn't. We weren't denying you that fact. Yeah, she's crazy. Wow. Crazy. We love you and your mm. dad. You mean? And we do. Okay, from the Bard, the Bard, William. Yes, Shakespeare. <laughs> it is a wise father that knows his own child. Oh, mm-hmm. well, it's kind of a, just a funny light side to that. But there's a very <laughs> profound, deep side to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, shouldn't everyone know which child is theirs? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, really, that was mine. Really, no. <laughs> that one's mine. <laughs> shouldn't everyone know which child is theirs? Mm-hmm. I'll write it down for you. Put that down on mm-hmm. your meme. How about uh, Mr. Sigmund Freud? Mm, I don't know. Freud kind of messed up. Really? In what way? Well, I mean, Freud was a little strange. He was Freudian. Yeah, he darn dare invented Freudian. But he also said, I cannot think of any need in childhood as strong as the need for a father's protection. Ooh, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Dad's got to step up, huh? Exactly. That's a good quote. Any others, uh, Maddie? Yeah. A father is someone who carries pictures where his money used to be. <coughs> oh, that's cute. Isn't yeah. that cute? Okay, I got one, but it's not a quote. It's just a thought. Okay. Well, that doesn't count then. Well, so of all the things that God, Heavenly Father, God, the Father, could go by, he chooses Father. Mm-hmm. He could go by his excellency, his supreme being, his great grandest of the grand, but he chooses Father. That's great. It's a cool title. And here we sit on earth, and a lot of times we just don't see the power of a Father. And some of that's dads because we don't step up. And some of it's because, you know, we don't know how. We don't know what we're doing. We sometimes don't know what our role is. So any other quotes? Oh, I've got a bunch, actually. Give me one. Do you remember Hedy Lamar? Not personally. Actress. But, but I am not ashamed to say that no man I ever met was my father's equal. Mm-hmm. And I never loved any other man as much. Sure. Was that the one you were looking at? Yep. Because I just found it on another site. There you Boom! go. Boom! Timing. Mm-hmm. It's always in timing, kids. That's how you make a good show. It's always in the timing. Right. Is that mm-hmm. the one you were reading? That's the one I was reading. Hedy Lamar. Give me another one. Nothing I've ever done has given me more joys and rewards than being a father to my children. That's huge. Bill Cosby. That's Bill Cosby. Yeah. That's great. Good fathers. My favorite Bill Cosby quote, though, 
Fatherhood is pretending the present you love most is soap on a rope. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can just see Bill Cosby on stage yeah. saying that line. Bill Cosby. Can you imagine being Bill Cosby's kids? Uh-huh. Like everything would be a Dad's part of the show. That's great. Gave his chocolate, chocolate cake. cake. Yeah. It's hey, good stuff. It had flour. Had eggs. It's everything. All that breakfast it's stuff. breakfast food. Exactly. Um, well, I appreciate it, Sean. You nailed it. That was good. All of you. Well, and I appreciate all of you having fathers. You have one more, Sean, to wrap it up. Um, I think I do. Give us the quote of the day. It uh, never raise your hand to your kids. It leaves your groin unprotected. Red buttons. Darn good point, though. Yes, very good point. And Maddie gave me that look. We'll be paying for that one. Um, Good job, everybody. Uh, Dads, you're important. You are important. We appreciate you, all you fathers out there. Just a little challenge. Let's all step up. Let's be a little better. Dig a little deeper and uh, try to be the father that, you know, our kids, our wives, our mothers, all these people in our lives need us to be our our sons want to uh, grow up and be like. Thanks for joining us again. Tomorrow, more good ideas, more tools right here on the Matt Townsend Show, trying to give you a leg up in this crazy thing called life. Happy Father's Day, fathers. Join us again tomorrow right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.